This is The After Party, live with Jim McAllister and John Daly. Hey, hey, it's Monday. It's The After Party. I like it. I still like the old music better than this one, but I'm starting to finally kind of get the groove. Oh. Not yeah. that one. No. No. That one? Yeah. That one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was time for something new. Yeah. Oh, that, you say this sounds like porn music. Have you heard the opening of the Mark Thompson show? <laughs> it's like bounch, bounch, bounch. This is like beach party. Though. This <laughs> is beach. This is beach party. You know, uh, volleyball. Or not volleyball. What do you call it when it's in the like water? Hallmark movie scene. I don't know. What do you call it when it's volleyball but in the water? Water polo. Water polo. Yeah. Water polo. Marco. Polo. so we have do we have to thank gary d again yeah this is amazing gary d we want to thank we want to thank well and have to as well because he jumped in again with a ten dollar super thanks thank you gary d and and in an after hours moment of trading and this is the second time gary d that you've thrown down this way and it's so appreciated thank you thank you we can use every dollar we're still down we're down thank you uh, fundraising wise, we're down over the last couple months, but, um, so we thank you. Every, every contribution is significant. Yeah. So, uh, if you think it's like $5 is not much, it is for us. Big mahalo. <laughs> it adds up. Mm-hmm. It all adds up as Satan would tell you. <laughs> so we do a lot of stories on this show about animals or people helping animals, right? Saving animals from things. What right. about animals helping humans because that is what happened with ruby ruby came to the rescue this dog helped save an uh, its own owner or it's it's human person who fell into frozen water in michigan this um dog carried out rescue equipment to a man who fell through the ice he was rescued after this state police officer used the man's dog to get rescue equipment to him and then pull the man to safety. This is amazing. This 65 year old man from Traverse city, Michigan fell through the ice covered Arbutus Lake. I hope I'm saying that right. Arbutus Lake. Arbut what? Arbutus. Uranus? Arbutus. A-R-B-U-T-U-S. Arbutus. Arbutus Lake. Was Um, it Traverse city? Uh, Is that how you say it? Traverse? Traverse City, yeah. That was in our city or our list of like alternative places to go or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was that what it was? It's a very cute little town. This man was trapped in the frigid waters of our buttis our buttis lake. Um with his head and shoulders right above the thin ice, and his dog was standing at his side. Uh the dog first the officer tries to throw a rescue disc tethered to a rope out to the man. But when that failed, he asked the dog to go uh, give it to the man. So I think we have video. Let's take a look at what happened here. I'm going to try to send this out to you, okay? Send Send your pup here. Will she come to me? Ruby, come here. Come here, Ruby. Come here. Will she get a hold of this? Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here, Ruby. Come here. Call her. Call her. Grab that disc. Just stay right where you're at. I'll keep pulling them. Just stay here. Just stay right on your belly. Keep your hands stay right on your belly. And Ruby saves the day. Ruby saves the day. That dog gets a big old steak for dinner for the rest of her life. Amazing. So if you're listening to the podcast, they were able to drag. They were able to drag the guy out uh, from the Mm -hmm. frozen lake. Yeah, because they couldn't walk out there. It was unsafe for them. They would have ended up likely in the same position. Yeah, the dog could be Look at her. I mean, you know, my dog was in here a minute ago. I think that she would be given the disc and she'd just sit down and like. Yeah, I was going to ask you, would your dog. Her face on it. Um, She might take it to you, but she has this thing where she's a retriever. So she'll go and get something. She'll retrieve it, but she won't deliver it. When she tries to bring it back (laughs) to you, she won't let go of it. 
She doesn't just drop it at your feet for you to throw it again. She yeah. just hangs onto it. She's pretty smart. I bet she could be trained, but in right. an emergency situation like you're that, you're not that the one to train her. Dog train is amazing. No, that I dog's think Archie amazing. would like stand on the edge and watch. Wow. <laughs> um. Oh, Michael, throwing down what twenty seven dollars and fifteen cents. Didn't accept the first message, so I guess I just send the money. I don't know how that works out, but thank you for trying. We appreciate that so much. Uh, if you're talking about the Super Chat Super Stickers, we don't really control that. That's through your browser if you're having technical issues. Um, but I'm it sorry. looks like something that happened that through. gave you a message that popped through that said you yeah. contributed. So, yeah. If you want to send a follow-up message or your initial intended message, you just yeah. do it as a regular message. Really, um, really nice. Thank you, Michael. Yeah. Huge, huge thank you. What a lovely thing to do. And what a great, nice, big uh, contribution to the show. And you're so appreciated. Honestly, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, Eric says, smart. The dog is lighter and can get across the ice with less right. risk of breaking through. And... Yeah. <laughs> and then John says, our butt is late. What? <laughs> yeah. Don't freeze your butt off. What was it called? Don't freeze your butt off. Our buttus. Our buttus. Our, don't freeze our buttus. Uh, John says, if you lived in that part of the world, wouldn't you have learned not to walk out on frozen lakes? Maybe you didn't realize it was a lake. Sometimes there's snow over it, right? Right. Or maybe it seemed more stable than it was. I don't know. Murphy says, we had a retriever who just brought us anything he found. We'd be sitting watching TV, bring us a shoe, a robe, whatever he could find. Yeah. That's what we and got. And if you were in Florida, you would think you wouldn't go up to the edge of a lake because yeah. of uh, gators, but people do. Yeah. Oh, Michael, you're, thank you again. Really, really cool. All right. Well, let us move on to this rat video. Okay. Apparently, but yeah, it's gone viral. I'm going to need your time. help. I'm going to need okay. your help. So there is music that's integral to this uh, okay. video, but we had to remove it due All to right. copyright issues. So I need you. You know what song it is, right? No. It's the Rocky music. Oh. So I need you to okay. I need you to like unmute your mic and uh, provide that uh, service okay, as try. we uh, play this video. A rodent's endless right. climb up a up a down New York subway escalator is a must see. This was on TikTok. 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 Uh, they're calling it. <laughs> They're calling it Rat Key Balboa. The rodent's climb was likened to Rocky's run up the Philly Art Museum steps in the 1976 film and uh, Sisyphus of Greek mythology. Uh, this rat trying to crawl up the escalator went viral uh, this week and many users comparing it, of course, to Sisyphus of Greek mythology. Uh, and uh, Jimmy Jimmy James 1027 on uh, on TikTok posted this is the one who's tried to push the the boulder up the hill but could never get as there soon as you get to the top it comes back down right yeah mm -hmm. uh, posted the video on social media on wednesday and by friday afternoon it racked up more than 2.2 million views without any further ado are you ready yeah okay here we go oh it looks like i accidentally included the music so we'll get demonetized a little it's okay Da, da, da. Aww. We're gonna get to the top. He's Look never at the rat gonna get there. Rat. And the more steps he climbs, the more steps keep coming and over and over and over and over. Uh, pretty crazy. Um, Wes helping us out since we just got demonetized a little bit there. Uh, <laughs> Five dollar super sticker. Thank you so much, Wes and Spencer. Five dollar super sticker as well. Yeah. That covers our rat uh, video uh, yeah. licensing. So nice. Oh my God. Heather says he is so cute. Those little hops. <laughs> pretty funny. Oh, that's the rat training stairmaster. That's right. Getting in his cardio. Yeah. He's never getting to the top. How frustrating oh, that must be. Guy. But uh, how cute is this little one? You this a is new, a baby a animal. Brand right? new little baby. A female lesser kudu. <sighs> Look at that Ooh. kudu. I wouldn't have known what it was unless you told me, but it's a kudu born at the Cincinnati Zoo. That's usually the case with producers and on-air talent. Yeah, <laughs> we wouldn't know unless you told us. Uh, wow, you seem really smart. <laughs> Let me Google that for you. Officials of the Cincinnati Zoo and Botanical Garden in Ohio are announcing the birth of this female lesser kudu calf. Why is she uh, lesser? I, right she should be more sexist? than she's so cute that's just the name of the creature but no. so cute um the zoo said in a news release the kudu was born monday 
I think they mean last Monday. And zookeepers decided to step <laughs> in this Monday, this morning. Wow. No. We, we got this out quick. No. No, um, her mom is a first time mother and she was uninterested in um, this baby kudu. So the zoo staff is now taking care of her. They said, we didn't see nursing or much interest from the first time mom. So we stepped in and fed the calf. We were able to give the baby plasma that had been collected from the mom and saved when she had a hoof procedure. This will provide passive transfer of antibodies. How smart are they? So they're keeping her close to her mother in hopes that the pair will bond. They have to feed her six bottles a day. Um, but they, uh, they're socializing with her. They're making sure she stays safe with the adults and look how cute she is. That's yeah. interesting. So the mom had no interest in her daughter. No. Sometimes was that what it was like happens. for you when Julia was born? No, my God. No, are you kidding? <laughs> Couldn't stop holding her forever. Like Miss McAllister. No, this is your baby. You have to yeah. care. Different story now, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> Actually, I got Julia hugs last night. I got two hugs yesterday. Oh. Her. Sometimes it still happens. She's 14, you know, not not so yeah, huggy anymore. She, uh, but yeah, sometimes she's, uh, I would say, smart Alec. Sometimes she's kind of pushing the boundaries a little bit. Yeah. You know, yeah, I got to witness right. a punishment one time. That was kind yeah. of cool. <laughs> That's pretty good. Give me your cell phone right. now. Should, yeah. yeah. Should get that buzzer. Yeah. Um, um, so cute. Yeah, I love that you could take away a cell phone. We didn't have that as kids. It was like, no. uh, take away your bicycle or like you're grounded, stay in your room or something well, like that. Well, every kid has something they care about that you can take away. Right. And so Video it sounds mean, but like you have to figure out what the thing is. Yeah. And that's and hit them where it hurts. I know it's I know it's sad. <laughs> it sounds horrible, but it's not going to be an effective punishment. So You're like not good enough. Go back for another pass. God, I sound um, like the meanest mom ever. True. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> although I think it was a little more harsh in the eighties and before. Yeah. Speaking of rats, you remember the Chicago's famous rat hole that we covered? Oh right? yeah. Well, guess Where like what the rat or the chipmunk. <gasps> This may look like snow? the surface of the moon, but it's not. The Chicago rat hole is no longer a hole. Oh, no. It was filled in by an unknown person. What? Leading fans to attempt to exhume the landmark. The rat hole, an indentation, left when the cement was still wet in the 1900 block of West Roscoe Street in the 90s. Wow, it's been around for a while. Wow. became a viral phenomenon this month when fans started posting photos and videos uh, to social media. Visitors mm. left offerings, including spare change and snacks, as tribute to Chimley, the name <laughs> given to the animal that created oh the God. indentation. The hole appeared to be rat-shaped, but some neighbors and experts said it was more likely a small squirrel that fell out of a tree. Uh, I think it, it looks kind of like a squirrel. Yeah. Fans gathered at the rat hole on Friday and uh, discovered it had been filled in overnight with a concrete or plaster-like substance. Visitors worked to dig the still wet substance out of the hole to, pres to preserve the landmark. Uh, this guy says, as a uh, Chicagoan, uh, I feel the preservation of history is important. Uh, Jonathan Howell told NBC Chicago as he used a license plate to dig at the substance. You just have a license plate on you. Uh, it has a plaque, so uh, you got to dig it out. Yeah, apparently the, there was a plaque left at the hole this week by the organizers, organizers of Riot Fest. Other famous visitors to the hole this month include Representative Ann Williams of the 11th District and Chicago Bulls mascot Benny the Bull. Uh, quote, I just don't understand why everyone's trying to block our good time, said visitor Reese Clem. Uh, all I wanted to do was leave a little qu uh, quarter in respect of the rat hole, and now we have to dig it out with a license plate. That's not right. It's just mm -hmm. not right at all. Wow. I, somebody probably didn't like the crowds converging on the street in front of yeah. their house or in their neighborhood. Yeah. It does look like the surface of the moon, though. Yeah, it's a weird close-up picture. I thought maybe <laughs> I thought it was snow that had oh, covered no. it up, but yeah. yeah. There you hmm. go. Well, right. yeah, it's probably a mixture of uh, snow and sludge in the photo. It's all black. And well, white. something else you don't expect to find. There was a contractor called out to do some work on a home, a remodeling job. That part's in normal. Washington. And he was pulling the bathtub out of this house when he found something inside of the wall. Vadim Karhavi, the owner of Polar Bear Construction, said he tore out the tub in the third floor bathroom of this house in Seattle's Ballard neighborhood. You know where that is. Yeah, I do. And it revealed a hidden compartment in the wall and an object that appeared to be 
What are we looking a at? A grenade. Oh, he no. He said, my first thought was to get out of there. Uh, he went to the bathroom and, and captured the video of the grenade, which he posted to his company's TikTok page. He said, I rushed out of there. I took a breath. I went back in. I recorded the situation. I zoomed in on my phone. I took a closer peek. Yeah, what you have here is a situation. And he's like, that is an actual grenade. So the police bomb squad comes out. They confirmed that it was indeed a grenade, but it was inert. So it couldn't have exploded. No, they mentioned the something kind. about World War II and how veterans came home and they brought the weapons and stuff with them. And someone stored it there, possibly forgot about it. Then the wall came up. Then the tub went in. I think it was inert. Can you imagine if you were like taking imagine, a bath? No. And kaboom, you'd be no. in trouble. I guess you wouldn't yeah. realize you were in trouble. It'd be over. Yeah. Pretty scary stuff. Yeah. You know what's not scary? What? The generosity of our audience. Check this out. Are you ready for it? No. Yes. Pam with five dollars. So nice. Pam, thank, you, thank Pam. you. And then right after Pam is Doug. Five dollars. Cool. Thank you guys. It means a lot. Yeah. A lot. And also, did we see Wes? Because Wes jumped in there too for a hot second. Wes. Uh, we are, with we already five? showed Wes. We showed Wes. Spencer with five. Yeah. Thank you guys. Really appreciate you're, you're it. You're having what my mom calls a sometimers moment. Oh, is that, that what happened? Yeah. It's not the first time today. I've had a rough morning, so yeah, I don't but know. I don't mind giving credit again. That's cool. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Wes. Thank you, Spencer. Yeah. Um, this next story I've been holding on to, but I think it's time to do it. It's time to do it. Check this out. You might be wondering what you're looking at, right? Could this be infinite energy? Dirt-powered fuel cells can potentially last forever. This story out of Evanston, Illinois. A new fuel source has been right under our feet the entire time, and scientists are not talking about oil. Northwestern University researchers have made a revolutionary advancement in sustainable energy by developing novel fuel cell powered entirely by microbes in dirt. This oh. innovation about the size of a standard paperback book offers a promising renewable energy alternative to traditional batteries, which often contain toxic chemicals and have environmentally harmful supply chains. The soil-powered technology, ideal for powering underground sensors in precision agriculture and green infrastructure, could revolutionize how we manage and monitor agricultural environments. Unlike batteries that contain hazardous substances and contribute to electronic waste, this soil-based fuel, uh, this fuel cell, harnesses energy sustainably and harmlessly. Uh, in tests, researchers successfully used the new fuel cell to power sensors that measure soil mo moisture and detect touch, an important feature for tracking wildlife. The device also includes a tiny antenna for wireless data transmission to a base station. This is pretty crazy. Enhancing Weird. its functionality in field applications. Remarkably, the fuel cell's performance exceeded similar technologies by 120%, proving effective uh, in both wet and dry soil conditions. This adaptability is crucial for reliable operation in varying agricultural environments. Uh, the research is particularly significant as the team has made all of their designs, tutorials, and simulation uh, tools publicly available. This open source approach encourages further innovation and application in the field. Uh, the number of devices in the Internet of Things or IoT is constantly growing, says the study's author. Uh, if we imagine a future with trillions of these devices, we cannot build every one of them out of lithium, heavy metals and toxins that are dangerous to the environment. We need to find alternatives that can provide low amounts of energy to power a decentralized network of devices. In a search for solutions, we looked to soil microbial fuel cells, which use special microbes to break down soil and use that low amount of energy to power the sensors. Pretty cool. So that is pretty cool. Do they see this as a source to power everything or just little things out in it a field? It looks like little sensors and whatnot. But there, if you think about it, there's like millions. There's millions mm -hmm. of these devices. And instead of having to put some toxic battery in them, right? Yeah. Um, the Internet of Things is like, you know, your washer, your dryer, all these devices talk talk to each other on the Internet. Right. So right. all these low power devices in a, in a more agricultural, commercial, industrial setting, they can all talk to each other and not require a separate power source. Oh, that's weird. Huh. Yeah. yeah. Fascinating. Pretty cool. Something not so fascinating. Oh, no. It's a new kind of massager. Now, uh -oh. before is we get into this. Dirty? Not talking about that kind of massage. Oh, okay. okay. I'm talking about the kind you strap onto your face. Oh, what? It's yes. a strap on. It's a strap on oh, nose no. massager. What? 
Yeah, it gives a little electric shocks to your nosy. Electric so that, shocks? Yeah. In that case, doesn't sound so fun. Their whole point is, I think they're trying to fill a gap because over-the-counter decongestants have been pulled. They were ineffective and weren't working and possibly dangerous. So they took away all these decongestants. But there's still a lot of people that have chronic nasal infections and are full of snot all the time. And so here comes the nasocalm. It's called the nasocalm. So if you struggle with a stuffy nose, they want you to consider strapping this thing to your face. <laughs> I don't know if I'm considering it. You better but clean the, it. The nasocalm could be the relief many are looking for, they say. It's estimated delivery date is March, so they're not technically out there yet. But... Um, so you have I to look like a normal human being until then. Until then you do. It doesn't work like um, similar devices that vibrate against the skin to help re relieve sore muscles. The inside of the nasal mask has six electrodes that send electrical impulses into the skin to make the muscles around the nose and nasal cavity contract. So you're, this is a little too close to my brain. I don't, I don't. You're mm -hmm. zapping the hell out of your nose muscles. And it's right next to your eyes. Ugh, that just doesn't it's sound. very similar to the electrical signals the brain sends out to make us move. That's what I mean. I think it's a little yes. too close to the control center for my like. I think you're being a little bit short-sighted here. You see the nasocalm can improve nose circulation, allegedly, and promote muscle contractions, which will, in turn, help relieve congestion and clear the airways so that people can breathe easier. They also promise this device can relax you, although presumably that's not relaxing to be zapped in the face, but only that's in what I'm saying. The brain is a very important uh, device. If you're not self-conscious <laughs> about wearing it, you know, then maybe it's relaxing. No, it has I, five... I don't like to have like the little earbuds with the radios in my ears. I don't want anything electrical near my face. And it, it, it has five good. different levels of massage intensity. Uh, it produces they call it about... massage, but it's not really massaging. It's a, it's like stimul. It's electro stimulation. Zapper. Yeah. It's a, it's a yeah, nose so zapper. It's, it's not like it's got it's a little snot like, zapper. It's what it's it is. Got, it doesn't have like little rollers in it and like no. <laughs> massaging your cartilage. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. Uh, Lori it, says it's, it's a sham. Uh, or or Spencer says it's a sham. Mm. Uh, yeah. I mark me down as is uh, as, uh, mm. Well, no. it's loud. It produces about 55 decibels of sound while it's running. About, they say, comparable to the background noise in the average home, but I think not. A full charge provides enough power for up to three and a half hours of continuous use. You want to have this thing on your face for three and a half hours? You know what? Um, I'm getting a, like a future vision of nose cancer. Like, I'm out. Oh. I'm out. If this was like, uh, what's that show? That Shark Tank? Here, be like, no, out I'm out. I'm out. <clears throat> I'm out. Well, Let me electrocute my nose for how long? You're, you're not the only person that is skeptic, uh, skeptical of these claims. There's uh, a lot of people saying the fact that they had to do a kickstart crowdfunding thing in order to get this off the ground right. and put it into production means that the people who basket back it are having a financial risk that kickstarters sometimes overpromise but underdeliver. Right. That's been common uh, in the past with that. But the delivery is sometime in March More than sometimes, very for often. these. So, you know, sometimes these Kickstarter products face delays. So they say March, Karen, but maybe... Karen asks, how has this thing been approved by the FDA? How on earth is it in the market? <laughs> I don't think it's been approved by the yeah. FDA. I, I don't think so. Mm -mm. He doesn't even look thrilled. No, nobody's thrilled. Who wants to be zapped in the face repeatedly yeah. for three and, and a half ears, hours? I don't think his ears look comfortable. No. I no. Mm -mm. no, 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 no. Yeah. I, I don't know if you have to have a massager or a zapper. I mean, if the technology is already approved for other parts of the body, which I've seen other things for sale that'll like zap your stomach. So you're, you know, you contract your stomach muscles so that you're yeah. doing exercises. So I think that type of technology is already approved, already approved. So well, that's for that's for muscle contraction. That's, That's what this different. is. This is no, this is a muscle. It contracts the muscles in your nose and oh. it, it, therefore opening your airway. So same so kind like of idea. Tense, yeah, but different area. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. Uh, this mother-in-law's outrageous <laughs> request went viral. Why grandmas are rejecting that title. Are terms like grandma and grandpa a thing of the past? Some baby boomers apparently hope so. Earlier this month, a woman went viral on TikTok. It's all about the TikTok, which I refuse to join. Because I don't want my data going to the Chinese. China. Um, it went viral on TikTok for sharing a video about how her mother-in-law doesn't want to be called grandma. Her suggestions instead, mama paired with her last name. So Mama Smith, for example. This was quickly vetoed as her son and daughter-in-law pointed out that this would likely end up shortening, uh, being shortened to mama, which did not sit well with the child's mom. <laughs> mother-in-law's next pick, queen mother. What? Oh, oh dear. To be fair, I think she was watching Bridgerton, so that may have played a role in the TikTok <laughs> said in the video with 1.9 million views, adding her mother-in-law said it could be shortened to Queenie. She sounds like she's being Queenie. Um, <laughs> just take the title and embrace it. She and her husband coaxed her mother-in-law out of Queenie, and they eventually got to G-Ma. Uh, mm-hmm. That's like the hip, the hip futuristic version. Uh, the comments were flooded with users who lamented they fielded similar requests from their parents and in-laws. My father seriously wanted to be called Your Honor. <laughs> Dear Lord. That's good. My mom mm-hmm. wanted uh, Mom Mom because I'm their mom's mom. No, hard no. Uh, my mother-in-law just wanted mama. I've never laughed at someone so hard. Uh, in August, pre-ply, uh, I think it is uh, some kind of company, surveyed 1,500 Americans across all 50 states and found that the baby boomer generation <laughs> is opting for nicknames that resonate more with their vibrant spirit and sense of individuality. Uh, <laughs> Heather's comment. <laughs> Come get your mima. She's drunk. <laughs> that sounds very i think in the south they call their grandma's mima right my mom uh, wanted to be grammy and my nephew in trying to say grammy could only say mimi and so that's how oh, she became Mimi. that's quite the change though mm-hmm. not even a g uh, the most popular t- all alternatives for grandma include nicknames like Gigi, bb momo that's close while the most popular grandpa uh grandpa alternatives include options like g paw and grand dude grand dude boomers aren't quite the first generation to shake up traditional titles but experts say their quest to reinvent what they're called called as grandparents shows how many feel about aging i think yeah that has more to do with how they feel about aging and entering their golden years um yeah so a therapist here speculates that there could be multiple reasons why baby boomers are opting to forego being called grandma and grandpa including denial of getting older Mm-hmm. It's possible that instead of denying their age, they more so don't want to seem old-fashioned or see themselves in the same light as their own grandparents. Also, in a culture that emphasizes embracing the authentic self, new grandparents may just want to feel unique. So, yeah. I don't know. I think people hear the word grandma and they think old lady. So, right. they want to be called something else or something special. I I was born in Hawaii, so I called my grandmother Tutu, which is grandma in Hawaiian. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But here's news alert. If you, um, if your, your kids have kids, you're probably not a spring chicken, right? No, it's true. Uh, let's hope not. I mean, maybe it's, that's he- not maybe the way it's you healthier. Want it to go. Maybe it's healthier to deal with reality. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Louise for $5 says the after party wow. live equals intellectual stimulation and relaxation without having to wear some gadget that makes you look like a dork. <laughs> Thank yes. you, Louise. Absolutely. Thank you, Louise. Appreciate that. Although, I don't know I about will, intellectual stimulation, though. I will say a little bit. I will say Lori <laughs> says, seems like <laughs> vibrations or sound waves would work for sinus congestion. And she says, maybe I'll try my TENS next time I have a sinus headache. All right. Yeah, well, you might want to talk to a doctor before you do that, because that's those mm-hmm. te- those devices are pretty serious. Um Anytime you're dealing with electricity near the body, perhaps there's some way to get it inside the body, perhaps through (laughs) injection or some other way. I would talk to a medical professional. And I think we need to disclose that since uh, we're on YouTube. Mama Day Three Boys says, my mom is Mama Lupe and my mother-in-law is Nana Gabby. Yeah. Yeah, Um, Those don't sound like pretentious, you know, names of denial or ostentatious titles (laughs) pauline says my son called my mother-in-law nunu after the vacuum cleaner from teletubbies (laughs) that's really wow wow (laughs) i love it walter says the only mima i ever heard of was on young sheldon and she was really that's true oh that's true heather says my nephew calls my parents gaga and pop pop i was wondering how long he'd do that but he's 14 now and he still uses those terms i'm not gonna lie there was a point where i was in high school calling my grandmother tutu 
And I was the only one calling her that. And it was, it was a little like, Oh, that's a little embarrassing, but yeah, that was her Kim's name for me. I mean, Kim's you know. weird. Yeah. Mm. Figure that out. Well, what's this about video games? They're bad for your what? Wait, hold on. Karen, $20. Karen. Mm -hmm. Love the dog, but we'll need to graft thumbs to my cats. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. yeah thank you, Karen. What a great contribution to the show. And I love the picture of your cat there as well. Look at that little thank black. Thank you, Karen. Cat. Thank you so much. Really nice. All right. Uh, next, we go to the video games. Speaking of hearing, uh, yeah, they're bad. They can be bad for your hearing. Risking curing loss or tinnitus. Oh, no. You know what? Don't joke because I already have the hearing loss. Well, that's why I'm joking about it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's right. This is a first-of-its-kind review of 14 studies that looked at about 54,000 adults and children worldwide. That's a big, big group of folks. They found that when participants played video games, the average sound levels often nearly exceeded or exceeded permissible sound uh, exposure limits, the risks of which grew the more time the people spent exposed to them. Because we know that the more time you're listening to something, the louder you turn it up, right? The louder it gets. Like it, all of a sudden, what was okay doesn't seem okay anymore. So you turn it up, you turn it up, you turn it up. <sighs> The research revealed those who game regularly, as compared to those who do not, are more likely to experience tinnitus, measured high-frequency hearing loss, and self-perceived difficulties hearing. This according to an audiologist and epidemiologist, who is the first author of the study published Tuesday. Her name is Dr. Lauren Dillard. And this comes from the um, BMJ Public Health, the journal BMJ Public Health. I like that One, you cite your sources. Thank you. One study showed the individuals who play video games for longer times are at higher risk of developing hearing loss or tinnitus. Tinnitus is what happens. I don't know if this has ever happened to you when you get the ringing or buzzing yeah. in one or both ears. Yeah. When you it, go to a bar or a club too, too long with the, mm -hmm. with the, or a concert, right? They say it affects music. 10 to 25% of adults. Sometimes it's just random. You don't have to be anywhere doing anything. Um, but gaming is one of the most popular leisure activities around the world. And people that game often do it for hours at a time and at very loud, loud volumes. Like that, the guy on the left there. That's right. That's the whole point of the study. They know that, so yeah. that's why they tested it. I picked um, this photo only because I thought it was hilarious. I, what, she's yelling at him? Like, yeah. what are you doing? Well, Stop she's like doing disgusted that. disgusted with him, yeah. They say listening to video game audio through headphones instead of the device's speakers is also common. And that puts the loud volumes closer to your ears. And it's even more prevalent in environments where gamers might turn up the volume to drown out crowd noise in gaming centers. They call the study an eye-opener, highlighting the often ignored use of sound-induced hearing loss among youth, particularly in relation to gaming. So... This it's reminds me of just quickly, my favorite anecdote of, of working with Kim was when she first took over the morning news, mm -hmm. uh, working with Nikki on the morning show. It was the first time I'd worked with her on that show. And, um, you know, I, I, during commercial breaks, you have to relay information, especially if there's like breaking news or something. And, you know, um, at that point, you didn't have a producer. So, you, you know, news producer, news writer. So right. if something was breaking, I try to talk to her and I'm like, why is Kim ignoring me? Why is Kim ignoring me? And I, I remember, but I've forgotten kind of that she, she, her hearing is really bad in one ear. And what I also forgot is that the intercom system only puts out the audio, would only put out the audio on one channel. So it was yeah. either on the left side or the right side. Yeah. And if Kim had her headphones on backwards, yeah. she couldn't hear us. Yeah. So it wasn't that Nothing. you were ignoring us, which could have been the case. Uh, no, you, <laughs> no. couldn't, you couldn't hear us. So I, I went in the studio. I would always so, say, like, I acknowledge what you're telling me. Yeah, so I'd go yeah, in the, no, well, I, not always, not always but I'd go in the studio, studio I went in the studio, and I, like, flipped mm -hmm. her headphones over, and then all of a sudden she could hear me. It was kind yeah. of funny. Yeah. Um, it's time for a break. Already? We're so, we're so stimulated. The oh, show's man. been like a, a 10 system. It's, we've we've right. been electro-stimulated. Well, we have a story coming up about the next big one. Ooh, you know what that is if you live in the Bay Area. And... Oh. What do you, where do you go if you want to find somebody to work out with? Hmm? Mm -hmm. We'll talk about that. That's all next on the After Party Live.
The After Party Live is underwritten by our audience, and without you, this show wouldn't be possible. For a dollar a day, you could help feed a very moody three-year-old cat with a taste for turkey and chicken. Every day across this world, cats go 30 minutes without food and don't know where to turn. Any dollar amount is appreciated and it all adds up. The PayPal link can be found in the About section of the YouTube channel or at the bottom of the show description. Thank you for your consideration. Are you hungry? You want food? A party where you don't even have to leave the house. You could be naked for all we care. The After Party, live. Oh, Archie. Thank you to our ongoing contributors, Square, Jim S., Isadora L., Robin F., Deidre L., uh, Deidre L., Joe F., and Annie K. So appreciate it. Um, and also to everybody who has kicked in so far, and that includes Michael, Michael for $27.15, and Wes, oops, sorry, go ahead, Wes for $5, thank you, and Spencer for 5 so appreciated, thank you, Pamela for 5 and Doug for 5 look at you guys coming through, Luis for 5 as well, and Karen for 20 Thank you so much. Karen, oh, Karen again. Another wow. $5. Really, really nice, Thank you, you guys. Thank you so much for supporting the After Party Live and keeping us going, keeping the lights on and the doors to this show open. We appreciate yeah. that. I All haven't right. gambled any of the show's money, by the no, way. You're, you're okay watching, today? No gambling, no gambling going on. We, we can't afford that. No. <laughs> My gambling days are through. You know what else um, we can't afford? The uh, aftermath of an the, earthquake. Yeah, the big one coming through. Yeah. Um, are you prepared? Mm, yeah. I'm married to a guy that's prepared. Oh, yeah. He was in the military. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's uh, my reminder two, not to mess with him. Two is one, one is none. Yeah. yeah he was a Marine. Yeah. Or he is a Marine. Sorry. Always, once a Marine, always a Marine. That's uh, right. Nearly 75% of the U.S. <laughs> could experience a damaging earthquake in the next 100 years, according to this new map. If you can make it out here, basically, the darker the color is, the, wor the worse it is. Um, the United States Geological Survey warned that nearly 75% of the U.S. could potentially face damaging earthquakes in the next 100 years. Agency shared a new map uh, last Wednesday showing the areas that are most at risk. A team of more than 50 scientists and engineers created the map based on seismic studies, historical geological data, and the latest data collection technologies. According to the USGS, they were able to identify nearly 500 additional fault lines. That's crazy that could produce damaging earthquakes wow. in the last 200 years 37 states have seen earthquakes exceeding magnitude 5 highlighting a long his, uh, history of seismic activity across the country uh, which areas are the most at risk the usgs noted that it's not making predictions no one can predict earthquakes however by investigating faults and past quakes scientists can better assess the likelihood of future earthquake uh, earthquakes and how intense their shaking might be the new model shows that the seismically active regions of california and alaska are at risk of earthquakes yeah i yeah, know <laughs> yeah really no uh, surprise here <laughs> yeah the 1964 uh, great alaska earthquake and alaska's rat islands earthquake uh, the following year were among the 10 worst worldwide since 1900 i have never heard of uh, alaska's rat islands i think i'll stay away i think i don't uh, want to go there yeah do you think they have escalators probably not <laughs> yeah uh, they're about, they have rat holes. <laughs> <laughs> there are about 10,000 earthquakes a year in Southern California, though most of them are not felt. Only around 15 to 20 are greater than magnitude 4. Hawaii also faces potential earthquakes due to recent volcanic eruptions and seismic unrest. There hasn't been a comprehensive assessment of Hawaii's earthquake risk published since 1998. And the last uh, one was published uh, about Alaska was 2007. So researchers say that they found the possibility of more damaging earthquakes along the central and northeastern Atlantic coastal corridor, including Washington, D.C., Philadelphia, New York, and Boston. Uh, a ge geophysicist with USGS says uh, the new model is a touchstone achievement for enhancing public safety. Uh, it could be helpful for the construction industry in providing critical information for architects and engineers, and it could also help policymakers across the country. Um, for example, California is offering $3,000 grants for earthquake retrofitting. In uh, earthquakes, houses can literally fall off their foundation if the ground moves side to side, according to a civil engineer. In Los Angeles, we frequently see failures during earthquakes. Yeah, so mm. uh, if you want to take a look, a closer look at the map, uh, go to the usgs.gov. That is yeah. the important stuff. This is important too, though, working out, being healthy, what have you. So, you know, you you sometimes people 
will go online to one of these apps, these dating apps to find love. Well, now you got, you got massagers, <laughs> dating apps, dating so apps. this is it. Uh, <laughs> add in some Rocky and we're, we're gone. Um, but now you can also find an app to connect not only for love, but for a gym buddy, a workout. Oh, partner. okay. Well, mm -hmm. you said workout. Okay. No, got not it. that kind of workout. About a gym. Gym. Mind out it. of the gutter. What's wrong? Hey, with you, you, you led me there. You led me astray. Oh, blame it on me. That's right. Oh, so you. <laughs> Bumble, Adidas partner. Uh, these are apps that are now able to connect workout partners. These two brands are joining forces to connect fitness lovers and fight gym intimidation is what they're calling it. Intimidation. Humble and Adidas want you to swipe for a gym partner. So starting last week, Bumble users can add gym buddy interest badges to their Bumble or Bumble for Friends profile. The dating and networking app wants to help connect the workout inclined with either romantic or platonic exercise partners. The brands say they hope the badge will help tackle intimidation felt at the gym or gym intimidation, which is a barrier to training impacting athletes at all levels. Adidas checked in with people. They, they asked 500 people aged 18 to 25 in several countries, including the United States, and nearly a third said they avoid going to the gym because they felt intimidated. 70% said having a partner at the gym helped them overcome feelings of discomfort and intimidation. And having someone you feel accountable to and is alongside you in the gym means you work harder, means you train for longer, according to an exercise uh, psychologist. So when you add that to the psychological safety that comes from having a shared goal and knowing the person is not just physically, but also mentally on your side, you're more motivated and you can get the most out of your time. In Did you say this was on Bumble? This is where the the gym app is you have to go to so bumble this must be a different mode because otherwise what is it like you only work out with people you find hot no with? you can find a love <laughs> or you can find a platonic and all you have to do i guess i don't i'm not on bumble but if you if you are you add the if gym. you were that would be concerning for yeah, my husband every, be like, well, what are you doing on the app because your husband's a marine uh you add this <laughs> gym buddy interest badge is okay. what you have to add so I guess now you have a reason if you are married to go on Bumble to find your workout buddy. Or you have an excuse if your app is discovered, right? Oh, no, honey. I'm just there for the workout I'm buddy. I'm just there to find a workout buddy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for somebody to spot well, hopefully me. Hopefully, once you find your workout buddy, you you get rid of the app because you don't need and it. don't take the app to Columbia. No, never take the app to Columbia. No. No. Mm -mm. no. What's going on in Vegas? Mark's going to well, get busted next time he's there. Yeah, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, um, unless you tell tales, I guess. An insane Las Vegas law might make uh, might jail people for taking photos. People hoping to take some great photos in Las Vegas better have their wrists <laughs> lubricated for the handcuffs that might come out. What? Speaking, speaking of dirty. Um, now, I'm sure many of you saw the headline and must be thinking to yourselves, how the hell can taking a photo in Las Vegas result in possible jail time? Surely this must be a joke. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish that was the case. But unfortunately, I have some dark <laughs> news to share. A new city ordinance is in effect that bans, quote, stopping, standing or engaging in an activity that causes another person to stop on certain areas of the strip. And that includes the awesome pedestrian bridges. According to Men's Journal, the measure extends to 20 feet surrounding connected stairs, elevators, and escalators, according to Live Now Fox. Um, the, uh, they report, you decide. The exemption uh, to the ordinance is anyone waiting for the elevators, escalator, or stairs that will keep you out of the metal bracelets. Other than that, you better be ready to serve the punishment of up to six months in jail or a fine of $1,000. So wait, I don't understand. They just want you to keep moving along. They don't want yeah, you to stop and move so off. Yeah, because it's so congested with people. So, right? but what does that have to do with taking pictures? Well, because if you wanted to stop to take a photo from the oh, pedestrian bridge, why not? got it. Okay. You know where they need this law? Costco. <laughs> they need this in Costco. People are keep so it clueless. moving, people. Keep it moving. I, I know we need to do another um, airing of grievances. But, oh my God, people just stop in the middle. It's like you're creating a traffic jam. Anyway, um, yeah, the, the this this the guy writing this article is like, uh, I will not comply with this insanity. 
I go to Las Vegas often. You all know uh, uh, I'm a resident Sin City expert. And while I respect law enforcement, there's no shot in hell that I won't be stopping to take pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you just got to gotta be discreet. Kind of like when I took a picture of the rod of equity and mercy. Just kind of, yeah, you know, that hold your phone. You almost got kicked out for that. Yeah. Uh, luckily, it's it's towards the end of the tour. Uh, <laughs> right before they kick you out into the uh, the gift shop. <laughs> uh, that's good. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's isn't that kind of crazy? I guess uh, the, the the six months jail, thousand dollar fine. I'm, I'm sure they're not. Year. Wow. Are they really going to enforce that, or are they just going to be like, move it along, move it along? I don't mm. know. Uh, Doug writes in. Be careful on those apps. Although I've met many nice girls on Match, just be aware it's better to text a few times first and then talk on the phone before you meet at Starbucks. Yeah, mm. you don't know what you're getting into. The public meeting is always good too. Somewhere where you can get in and, and get out in a real hurry. Right. You know. Although some, if they're asking for your phone number, a lot of times that's just a ploy to get you off of the app so that they can start spamming you or you know talk about Bitcoin mm. and message you right, text message no. you, add you to some suckers list. No. Um, what is this about pasta? Pasta, pasta. They're calling it Mission Impossible because oh, one of the things that is happening is Berea pasta is going to become astronaut food. Is it called, you say Berea or Barilla? I say Berea. I, th- I think they say Barilla. At least the Barilla? American marketing is Barilla, yeah. Oh, I remember well, they got in trouble because they were like homophobic company or something like that. Yeah. Allegedly. A while back. Yeah. Um, the Italians are going to be sending pasta with their astronaut on the AX-3 mission to the International Space Station. Ooh. A new crew of private astronauts arrived at the ISS and they brought dinner. Woohoo! Among the more than 30 science experiments and other cargo aboard their SpaceX rocket was a load of Barilla pasta. Three kilos of pre-cooked fusilli portioned into single serving bags and seasoned with extra virgin olive oil and sea salt launched aboard the SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket along with the AX-3 mission crew Thursday, January 19th. The astronauts aboard the mission um, include Walter Viaday, a former Italian Air Force colonel who will likely enjoy a taste of home. Um the experiment with a fusilli is called Ready Pasta Heat and Taste in Microgravity, and it's intended to help scientists learn how to satisfy the unique nutritional requirements of astronauts in space, where microgravity is known to alter the sensation of eating and even the flavor of food. It's going to try to help them figure out the best ways to prepare food meant for space where it's impossible to cook in the regular Earth-based way, since you can't boil a pot of water and throw pasta in in zero G. So Barilla is confident that its pasta will make a fine addition to astronauts' tables. They say the process has been carefully and finely tuned. They have processes, protocols, and standards. Pasta keeps its consistency and offers the wonderful resistance to the bite, which is the pinnacle of the experience of good pasta all over the world. Resistance to the bite. That should be their tagline. Resistant to the bite. Uh, Lori says it's not Spanish, so the double L is not pronounced why she is correct. Mm, Yeah. Lori's correct. Uh, So I listened to a pronouncer while you were uh, talking. Right. if you imagine like an Italian accent, it's barilla. 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 Yeah. So it's kind of like extended. Mm, yeah. My bad. My California mind wants to throw the, make the double L into a Y all the time. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, we got to the bottom of it. Yes. That's thank you. Important. That's what's Yeah. Important. Let's do some entertainment news. Okay. How about Reese Witherspoon? Better than Apparently, Reese Witherspoon. Speaking of eating, Uh-oh. she did this thing where... And I don't know if we have the video to play it or not, but she did this no. thing where she went online and she posted a video of herself scooping up snow from outside. Mm-hmm. And then she um, made a snow salt chococino. She used mm-hmm. two large mugs to scoop the snow off her grill before drizzling them with salted caramel and chocolate sauce. Were and they then Stanley it- cups? Then no, and then added a splash of cold brew to give the snow dessert a yummy coffee flavor. She said, "Yeah," and so when she did this, she got a lot of pushback. A lot of people say, "This is not safe. This is not what you do. You should not be eating snow." Mm. 
4.1 million people watched her scoop the snow and make the drink. Some comments critical of her recipe. They say, I thought eating snow was like dangerous to our health, one person wrote. Other commenters. Like, totally. Like, totally. I like your affectation there. Whatever. People thought, you know, (laughs) there might be chemicals in the air or it might be poisonous. Well, there are chemicals in the air, but that's another issue. She said, okay, we're kind of in a category of you only live once. So uh, it's. Allegedly, we don't really know. It snows maybe once a year here. I don't know. Also, I want to say something. It was delicious. It was so good. In another video, Witherspoon says she didn't grow up drinking filtered water, and she says she's a product of her generation. Well, yeah, you just wait a few hours and you find out if you made a mistake. Right. (laughs) John Watson says it's the yellow snow you need to watch out for. I don't know. I mean, Or if you're in an area with a lot of wildlife, you know, just them traipsing through, you know. Stuff on her paws, they pee, they tinkle. I don't know. I mean, if it's she's up high, right near where her barbecue is, so it's up off the ground. I suppose there are other things that could come and you know, bird poop or whatever. I don't know. Um, but she said, Talk about the snow not being filtered. I didn't grow up drinking filtered water, we drank out of the tap water. Yeah, but the thing is, like, if you have four million people watching the video, they're gonna try it, and then you know, it's just not something to encourage. She said, We actually put our mouths on the tap, and then sometimes in the summer when it was hot, we drank out of the hose, like, we put our mouth on the hose growing up. Maybe that's why I'm like this, she said. So, what you're saying to me is, I have to filter the snow before I eat it. I just can't. Filtered snow? I don't even know how you do that. Or you just pass. Like, next. You well, can make I your own shaved ice. A lot get of a, people... Get a machine. A lot of people are doing... Are eating snow. This is not a, a Reese Witherspoon only kind of situation. There's this thing called snow cream. Have you heard of this? No. Let me, let me show you. You get the snow... And then you put in sweetened condensed milk. milk. That always mm-hmm. looks gross. Doesn't it? Looks like snot. And then, uh-oh, I kind of messed up. Then you pour in that and then the condensed milk and then you mix it all up. And what you have at the other end is something called snow cream. And people say they eat the snow cream and they enjoy mm. it. Well, I guess the point is if you encourage enough people to do that, someone's going to get sick because someone's going to have contaminated snow. I do want to mention Luis with $5, that darn Archie. I hope he's getting scale. Yes, Archie's getting plenty. (laughs) Archie, he's a spoiled little kitty. Spencer with another $5. Thank you for another $5, Spencer. Wow. Thank you, guys. Really nice. Thank you. Very Um, cool. You know who has money? Arnold. My former boss, Arnold. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, the remember that wristwatch he got uh, busted for bringing into uh, Munich? Yeah, airport? it got caught in the airport, right? He wouldn't yeah. didn't pay taxes on it or something. Yeah, which seems goofy because, like, what if your intention is not to sell it? I guess you still have to declare yeah. it even if you're not going to sell it, um, yeah. which is, I guess, that's the law. Um, 270,000 euros is what it brought in after being sold at a dinner in Austria for his charity, the uh, Schwarzenegger Climate Initiative. The event, which raised 1.31 million in total. I wonder if it was the plan to sell the watch beforehand or just because it was controversial. I, I think wonder. he had planned to donate it to charity beforehand. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess. So he should have declared it. But mm-hmm. uh, it was attended by U.S. climate uh, envoy or former envoy uh, John Kerry, along with many other climate action visionaries. Art pieces and unique jewelry were also auctioned off amidst the ongoing fight against pollution. He also witnessed the progress that has been achieved. We've come a long way today. So many people here are part of the solution. Schwarzenegger said at the dinner, I extend my gratitude to everyone who has joined the fight, um, my fight against pollution. Um, yep, there you go. Yeah, that's pretty cool. He's facing criminal tax proceedings. Like, come on, dude. Come on. Um, there's a story about Malia Obama. I don't know if you saw this one. She has a new short film that is debuting at Sundance. And it's really interesting. It's called The Heart. And it's um, being released at the 2024 Sundance Film Festival in Park City, Utah on Thursday. And the film is about lost objects. Um, it, it's a, as She said she called it an odd little story, somewhat of a fable, about a man grieving the loss of his mother after receiving an unusual request from her 
in her will. She said the film is about lost objects and lonely people and forgiveness and regret. But also, she said, it works hard to uncover where tenderness and closeness can exist in these things. We hope that you enjoy the film and that it makes you feel a bit less lonely or at least reminds you not to forget about the people who are. Sounds like a really interesting short. I love that she's doing this. Um, so yeah, there you go. If you wondered what she'd been up to, what the Obama sisters have been up to, Malia Obama is um, a principal uh, in this short film called The Heart. I think she, she write it? Or she executive producer. Executive produced it. Yeah. Pretty cool. So. Um, yeah. You had mentioned the story on the news earlier about that country singer, uh, Elle King. I guess, is yeah. she considered country? I thought she was more like a pop, pop singer, but maybe a crossover. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but you had, you had mentioned that she got drunk, right? When you give the gist of the story, that she had gotten drunk. Yeah. While she, was, she was performing at the Grand Ole Opry for yeah. the the 78th birthday of Dolly Parton, kind of like a tribute, tribute. show. Yeah. And it costs and 300 gets, bucks to get in. She gets on stage and she's singing. She's supposed to be singing a Dolly Parton song, but she's so inebriated that she forgets the word. She starts swearing. It's an ugly mess. Yeah. And she's, um, she's the daughter of, um, Rob Schneider. Yeah, I didn't the know SNL, that. Mark said SNL it earlier. Alarm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so wh I wanted to bring this up because uh, you hadn't you you didn't mention what she said on stage, right? <laughs> no, so I, I kind of want to summarize something. <laughs> People, this is somebody who attended. He said, "I was such a, such a disappointment to spend three hundred dollars on tickets, where one of the artists ruined the entire night. I mean, it's the Opry, the greatest country venue in the world. That performance mm -hmm. was like lackluster karaoke. Performer wasted out of their minds. Awful." King, who's 34 years old, has apologized, has yet to apologize. But while she was on stage, this is some of what she said. I don't know the lyrics to these things in this effing town before adding, don't tell Dolly because it's her birthday. Uh, I take it Dolly Parton wasn't actually there. The singer, who's also the daughter of uh, actors Rob Schneider and London King, then began, began to antagonize the fans who mocked her performance. You spent your money for this S, she slurred. You ain't getting your money back, she declared to an increasingly furious audience. I'll tell you one more thing. Hi, my name is L. King and I'm effing hammered. I can barely play another person's song. Let me see if I can play one of mine. Um, this is not the first time she's admitted to performing drunk. Yeah, I want to drink and party and then go on stage. I get nervous before I go on stage, so I have a couple drinks first. Drinking makes me less nervous about hitting the notes when I sing, she went on. And if I don't make them, it won't sting as much. Um, that's Ugh. not a good look. No. For, for a professional, uh, you know, it isn't, artist. It isn't a good look. And... If she's drinking all the time on stage because she's afraid she's not going to hit notes, this is a prescription for trouble ahead for her. Yeah. If she's not already there, she's going to be there. Yeah. 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 How um, sad is that? Embarrassing pretty, and sad. That's yeah. pretty sad. Um, but anyway, that's your entertainment news for a That Monday. is your entertainment news. We <laughs> talked about this earlier on Mark's show, but let's bring it up again because we have this... I mean, the more people that know, the better, as far as I'm concerned. this These drinks are dangerous. Yeah, and what I don't get is this is the third lawsuit, at least that we know about. Mm -hmm. Why have they not pulled this beverage? Yeah. Are they trying, are they trying to kill more people? <laughs> are they trying to get sued again, allegedly? Caffeine and Pandera's uh, charged lemonade is blamed for permanent heart problems in a third lawsuit. Mm. Panera Bread is... Yet again, facing legal action, which is ironic because Panera is like known for having very mild, you know, mild sandwiches and salads, nothing too crazy, right? But for mm -hmm. the third time since October, where are their lawyers? A lawsuit has been filed alleging the lemonade drinks caused serious harm to a customer's health, this time on behalf of a woman who says she is now stuck with permanent heart issues. The prior two suits were filed in October and December, and they blame the charged lemonade drinks for the deaths of two people. 21-year-old college student and a 46-year-old Florida man. So it's hitting everybody. While Panera has denied culpability in both cases and has since added warning labels to its menu, this is the third such incident in which a consumer claims to have been unaware of the contents of the drinks, <clears throat> which are advertised as clean, plant-based, and naturally flavored. I wonder if they're keeping it up on the menu just because they don't want to admit the culpability. and the, Maybe their lawyers think that uh, putting up the disclaimer is the answer, and if they take it down, they're somehow admitting that you know, something's wrong with the product. I mean, there's got to be a reason, right? They have legal counsel. You're hurting Just, people. Like, you're 
you know, we, we talked about earlier, like, so the, the daily allotment from the FDA, and this is at the top end is yeah. 400 milligrams of caffeine a day. That's about four cups of coffee, which is a lot. That's a which lot. Is a lot. That's a lot of caffeine. That's yeah. a it big amount of everyone. Caffeine. It doesn't hit everyone the same way. Like you were telling me you could drink coffee all day long. and won't do anything. Right. I'm convinced that I have a gene that makes, and, and I was reading a little bit about this that makes, um, the caffeine not affect me. Right. Right. It's all about how it hits me. the receptors. It blocks receptors and, and, and causes the buildup of what, you know, I, I could probably drink one of those charged lemonades easily. and then go right to sleep. Like it doesn't, it, I don't, I have no, but that that's an extreme. I mean, yeah. that's more than <laughs> like an energy drink. So yeah. for me, one cup of coffee, if I haven't been drinking a lot of coffee and I get a strong cup of coffee, one cup of coffee can make me. Yeah. That, I have um, no, that does not, Two two cups, like I have to be careful. Like can't drink after four p.m. If I were to drink four cups of coffee, I would not be sleeping. I'd probably be awake till like four or five a.m. in the morning. Yeah, that does not happen to yeah. me. And my but... sister was the same way, and my dad was the same way. So, we, and I um, took the genetic test, and it said that uh, I have the marker for sensitivity. Oh, okay. So the charged lemonade has three hundred ninety milligrams of um, right. caffeine. Four hundred is the daily allotment. So this woman had two and a half cups of it so like about a thousand right and her heart started beating and she, crazy she yeah. had to go to the hospital she gets what is it called atrial fibrillation right you know she's all kinds of her sweating and she thinks she's gonna die yeah that's yeah. uh no bueno they should not be they shouldn't even be serving that it seems negligent to me yeah because what kids kids could access like they have like a drink fountain right you're getting your own beverage Right. Mm -hmm. So kids could access it. Yep. Hello. And there's no, as far as I know, sign that says this is happening or we restrict you to only one per customer because no, they're of just saying reason. how much is in it. And most people yeah. wouldn't know what that means. No. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Right? Yeah. No. Bad, bad idea. Right. Bad. Wrong. Something wrong. happened in this town that is under, you know, deep freeze basically in New York. Ooh, that was cold. It's basically uh, Hoke Lake is where this is. And this is a lakeshore restaurant um, that is facing a freeze. It made this whole restaurant look like something out of Disney's Frozen restaurant. This New York restaurant turned into an ice castle. After a lake effect snowstorm covered the business, this video posted on Storyful shows hoax Lakeshore restaurant in Hamburg, but this is in New York, on the shores of Lake Erie, resembling an ice castle from Disney's Frozen movie, right? Like Elsa was there and zapped the restaurant or something. They shared a picture of this on Instagram. Um, they said the, the restaurant was open and running on Tuesday after this, but you can see the icicles hanging off of all the edges. I mean, yeah. the ice castle today from the first storm of 2024, and they say we are open after this, that they were covered uh, after receiving a small dose of an ice castle coating. The restaurant was closed Sunday due to a travel ban because of this major winter storm. Hamburg, by the way, is a small suburb of Buffalo. They faced two feet of snow, but what happened was it was a combination of high winds and snow that resulted in Lake Erie's northeastern shores being coated with icicles, and that included this restaurant. So interesting that it. Could, this is what I know. think of when people say California is expensive. <laughs> You're like, like no, nah. uh -huh. yep. Would have yeah, paid it, that price. It is. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's mm. it for uh, a Monday. Oh, stay warm out there, everybody. And huge yeah. thank you. Should we go through them one more time, or did we already yeah. go through it? Oh, let's go through it one more time. We got time. Oh, we got time. Oh, yeah. Let's uh, let's talk about it because we have Michael for twenty seven fifteen. Thank you. Woo! West for five, and Spencer for five, and Pamela for five. Looking at Doug for five. And Luis for five. You guys are so cool. Karen for 20. Karen for five. And Luis for five. And Spencer for five. Wow. And then really we have our nice. ongoing contributors Square, Jim S, Isadora L, Robin F, Deidre L, Joe F, and Annie K. Wow, guys, we cannot do it without you. That was Absolutely. a very, very generous showing with um, the contributions. We appreciate that. Yep. Tomorrow, uh, 
on the I'm sorry, go ahead. I cut you off. My oh bad. no. No. I was just gonna say tomorrow Murphy, on the after party. Now I'm kidding, oh, Murphy with four dollars. Hey, look at that. Thank you, Thank you, Murphy. You guys really came through for us today. Thank you so much. Tomorrow on the after party live, we're going to have some drone news. There's someone mm. who's developed a, a drone that's really interesting. And we'll also talk about speaking of all the the caffeine talk we've had today why maybe cutting caffeine might be the thing to do for your health can you see a life oh. a life without caffeine mm, i don't I know, know. I mean, it's I'm okay go though right now i'm gonna go to pizza and then uh, work on the next show i have don't forget to... travel tuesday oh and travel tuesday don't forget about me bitches and there's a really disturbing story i have about this youtube sensation this like online show out of oh, russia it's yeah, creepy but, yeah, it's really creepy. Wait till, we, wait till we show up. It's all coming up tomorrow on the After Party Live. I love you all. Thank you for being here. John Daly, thank you too. And have a great afternoon, everybody. Yeah, McAllister, thank you very much. Have Bye. a great afternoon, everybody. Bye-bye.